Really? You thought you could get away with that? How are you? This side is winning, boys. Really? Are we going to let them win over here? How are you? Awesome. Hey, I'm so, I'm so glad to be here. I have spoken for lots of things, but I have never spoken at a retreat before. And so this is a first, and I'm so excited that you guys get to be my first retreat. Are we going to have fun? I will be jumping on trampolines with you guys. Somebody asked me already if I was going to play dodgeball, and you bet, yes, and you bet I'm going to be playing dodgeball. Okay, we're going to have so much fun. I feel like I always, I enjoy when I'm somewhere if I can like know a little bit more about my speaker. And so I want to tell you guys a little bit more about me so you guys just know what, I don't know, so you guys know. Really, I just want to talk about myself, okay? Are we ready? Okay, so like, like Rob said, my name is Kendra. And I, do we have any guesses for my age? This is always a fun game. Don't do this with your teachers. 24, good. Night, yes, okay. 25, that's 40. Bingo, 40. No, no. <laughs> no, huh? That's close, I'm 26. I'm 26, all right. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have children. Hey, you guys can't hear me. I have children. Does anybody guess how many, how many children I have? Seven. Yes. Five. No. No, I'm only 26. I do not have seven. Okay. I have three. Three. Yep. Okay. So I, I have some pictures. Can we? Okay. There we go. That's me. Yeah. I look like me. And then the littlest one I'm holding, that's Kennedy. And then down there, that's Audrey and Amelia. They are identical twins. Do I have any twins in the house? I met, yes. Are you guys the only ones? Wow. Yeah. Yep, I met them earlier. Yes, so I have identical twins, Audrey and Amelia, and they're four. And then the little one I'm holding, that's my youngest, Kennedy, and she's three. So they're fun and crazy. I drink lots of coffee. Okay, um, also, I have lived everywhere. I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I moved to southern Utah. You ready? Listen, it's my turn to talk about me. You guys have to listen, okay? So then I moved to southern Utah, and then my dad went to seminary at Midwestern in Kansas City, and so my family moved here. Um, I've also lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. I went to college in Birmingham, and I lived in Kenya performance. So I've kind of been all over, but this is where, not really Blue Springs, but Liberty is what I call home. Yeah, I can't even say Blue Springs. Liberty is where I call home. So the most important thing I want you guys to know about me is that I love Jesus. I asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life when I was five or six years old, but I haven't always followed his direction very well. And my life is just a really cool example of how God takes the messes that we make when we choose not to follow him and do our own thing, if we can give him our messes and our brokenness, he can turn it into something beautiful. And he has done that and is doing that with my life every single day. Um, I want to show you guys a few more pictures. Can we pull, pull the next one up? Oh, that's me in the brown hair. So I had to dye my hair in high school for a musical that I was in. Do, do we have any thespians in here? Any musical people? Yes. That's, what, that's the fancy term for musical people, yes. So I was in My Fair Lady, and um, I was Eliza Doolittle, and they told me I had to dye my hair 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so they told me I had to dye my hair. And then that's my, one of my best friends, Brooklyn. And then do the next picture. Ready? We grew up. That was a month ago. That's me and Brooklyn again, and we're old now. So, um, and then the next picture. Okay, this one is really important to me, and this is kind of one of the big reasons why I'm here. So that's me with the blonde hair still. Um, but the person next to me, that's my little sister, Chrissy. And... Um, that picture was taken a month before she passed away. Um, so 10 months ago, tomorrow, um, my sister lost her life. She struggled with anxiety and shame for a really long time, and she committed suicide um, last April. And uh, so it's been 10 months since she passed away. I'm a huge advocate for mental health, and I'm not shy about talking about the fact that I go to therapy. I struggle with anxiety, too. My therapist is here in Blue Springs, so I spend a lot of time in Blue Springs. Um, and uh, I kind of, I, I knew that I was heading in the direction of speaking, but I really was leaning more towards speaking to moms and to um, adults, young adults. And after my sister passed away, I ended up starting a... Um, Bible study for, with a lot of her girlfriends, and um, they come to my house every Friday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, including tomorrow morning, so I'm going to be really drinking coffee tomorrow night, and, um, and it just kind of reminded me that this age, high school, is so important and so crucial, and I want you guys more than anything to understand and to get the freedom that my sister didn't get and that she didn't understand. So she's um, with Jesus now. We know that she chose to follow Jesus at a young age and followed him for a long time, and I'm really thankful for that hope. Um, do the next picture. Yeah, that's me and her when she was little. So I'll be talking about her a little bit more this weekend as well. She um, lived a beautiful life. And then last picture, that's me and my whole family. So the guy over there, that's my little brother. He's 22. Um, and then my girls, and then my mom and dad at Christmas time. So that is the gist. That's kind of who I am in a nutshell. And there we go. So the next few days, we're going to be talking about free. And when I was asked to come and speak to you guys, I was like, so what's the theme? What are we talking about? And they said free. And I said, listen, I know all about free. Did you guys know that on Craigslist, there is an entire section just for free things? If you do not check it out, you shouldn't still because I get the free things, so you're just, you know, I'm always on there checking for free things. And I found some really cool stuff. I got a TV on there that works for free, and I got a desk. And also, sometimes people put their stuff out on the side of the road when they're done with it, and then it's free. Yeah, and then they told me, that's not, that's not the free that we're talking about, so I had to rewrite some things. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about free. And I'm going to guess that most of us have never been slaves in this room. I'm sure some of you are thinking, I'm sure some of you are thinking, yes, I have been, and my clean bathroom at home is proof of that, but no. So we need to understand what it means to be a slave in order for us to understand what it means to actually be free. And we need to talk about we need to talk about the difference between actually being a slave and then being free. 
So tomorrow we're going to talk into, talk into, jump into talking about the two largest groups of slavery um, or of slaves mentioned in the Bible, and that is the Israelites who were slaves in Egypt, and then all the rest of humanity. So you guys don't know it, but you actually have been slaves, but just not the kind of slaves that we're actually that we go to think of. So when we think of slavery, the first thing that we probably think of is the slavery in the United States, which was abolished in 1865. Unfortunately, we still deal with a lot of racism in the United States. And, and so it's something that still is not quite taken care of. But that's not the only slavery that exists. Did you know that right now, in the world, there are about 40 million people in slavery? Guess how many of those people are here in the United States? 60,000. There are about 60,000 slaves in the United States today. That is about one in 5,000 people. Do you know how many slaves that means we have in the Kansas City metro area? 468. And Kansas City is a hub for human trafficking, which means there's probably more than 468 slaves here. And that's not even including people who live in abusive homes or in abusive marriages or relationships because in all reality, they've had their freedoms taken away and stripped away too. Slavery is a very real thing. And when the Bible talks about freedom, it usually is comparing it and contrasting it with slavery. And so that's why we're talking about it right now. We can't recognize what it feels like to be free unless we recognize the weight of the chains that are holding us hostage and slaves to our sin. That's why the Bible says that all of humanity are actually slaves because we're slaves to our sin. I want to show you guys, I told you I'm a musical person and I love musicals, so I want to show you a little clip from Les Mis. Have you seen Les Mis? Oh, you're about to see a little clippy clip from it. So if we can play this, this is Jean Valjean that you'll see. Okay, so we could see they were actually prisoners, but they were treating their prisoners like slaves. So we could see that they all had chains on their hands, they had chains on their ankles, they were working and they could literally feel the weight of the chains on them. They were bound, and they were being held hostage where they were. And some of us in this room are slaves to something. And so we're going to be talking about this, that this weekend. Um, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things that we can be slaves to, but then also the most important thing is how we become free from being slaves. So we're going to be talking about that. But we're starting with, like I told you, we're going to be talking about the two largest groups of slaves in the Bible, and those are the Israelites in Egypt and all of humanity and everybody else. So I just want to give you a brief synopsis of the entire book of Genesis. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of the entire book of Genesis that's leading up to where we're starting off tomorrow, just so you have a historical idea of where everything is at, okay? I'm going to be talking fast. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> so um, raise your hand if you know about Noah. Noah built the ark. The whole world flooded. Awesome. So we're starting off there. So basically, after the entire earth flooded, Noah and his family rebuilt civilization and rebuilt all of humanity. So we're getting a few a long ways later, and there's a lot more humans on the planet than just Noah and his family. And there's a guy named Abram, and he's married to a woman named Sarai. And they never had any kids. 
Abram is 75 years old, and he's still praying. Hey, God, can you give me some kids? And God says, okay, sure. And they enter into a covenant with each other. A covenant in the Bible is something, it's a promise, but it is so, like, such a serious promise that if it's ever broken, then the person who broke it gets to die. So <laughs> it's a really serious promise that God entered into with Abram, saying, not only will I give you a son, but I will make you the father of as many stars as you see in the planet and as many grains of sand as there is on the ocean seashore. There you go. That's how big your generations, all your generations and all your descendants are going to be. It's going to be massive. And then God changes his name from Abram to Abraham and his wife from Sarah, Sarai to Sarah. And they do not have a son until Abram is, Abraham is 100 years old. So that's 25 years after they entered into this covenant that he finally had his, his son. He had one son and his name was Isaac. And eventually Isaac had twins. Yes, twins, the only set of twins. Um, Isaac eventually had twins named Jacob and Esau. Esau was the oldest, which means he was supposed to get the birthright. We're going to talk about that on night four, or on session four. But Jacob was, um, stole the birthright from Esau. Jacob eventually married not one, but two women who were sisters, Rachel and Leah. Can we talk about awkward for a second? Okay. Now, Rachel was his favorite, and so he showed her a lot of favoritism. Leah had all of the children, and eventually Rachel had one son named Joseph, but because Rachel was his favorite, he showed Joseph a lot of extra special attention, and the other brothers hated him, and can we think of one thing that he did for Joseph that really made the brothers hate him? Yes, he made him a really special coat of many colors, just like the musical and all the other things, the movie and stuff. Anyway, so he made him this coat of many colors, and his brothers were so mad that they pushed him into a pit, and they pretended that he died, and he, they sold him into slavery in Egypt. But God turns all things around and makes all things for good. But before he did that, Joseph actually became a prisoner, not just a slave, and then because God flips all things around and turns it into something good, Joseph ended up being the second in command under Pharaoh. So it was Pharaoh, and then it was Joseph. Now there was a big famine. Joseph could also interpret dreams, and there was a big famine, but all of Egypt knew that this famine was coming, and so they had prepared for it. So the 11 brothers eventually worked their way to Egypt to try and get some food because of the famine, and they're bowing before Joseph, and he's saying, well... Actually, I'm Joseph, and they all freak out. But then he says that he forgives them, and then they end up living in Egypt. And they have lots and lots of kids because there's 11 brothers and who knows how many wives. And they have lots of kids, and that is how we get to the Hebrews slash the Israelites slash the Jews. They have a lot of names <laughs> living in Egypt. And that's where we're going to pick up tomorrow. Um, that's pretty much it. So I'm excited for the weekend with you guys. I am excited for us to talk more about freedom. We have a lot of fun stuff we get to do and uncover, and it's going to be great. All right, I want to pray for us really fast, and then we'll keep going. Lord, thank you so much for these kids, and I know that you have brought everybody here for such a time as this. You have um, been working in their hearts and in their lives, and they didn't even know it, um, but you've been preparing them for this weekend, this night, and each of these um, sessions that we're going to do. God, I just ask that you would um, help friendships to be built, friendships to be made, let people hear from you, and to, um, to understand slavery and what chains they're, being, they're bound to and what sin they're bound to, and that in this room we would be able to experience freedom that you offer us for the first time. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen.